Gettier Hardcore Radio playing hardcore, punk, metal and all other adjacent genres it pretty cool I guess now let's get to moshing. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Welcome to the show, Jordan from Karma, um, from Chicago. Are you in? Are you in Chicago or are outer or outer Chicago? So like 20, 25 miles outside of Chicago, like so. so. That's, that's, if I'm not if I'm not from Chicago, I'm calling that Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, could, I, I. It's just like it's just like Seattle say, saying I'm from I'm. I'm from Queen Anne. I'm like, no, you're from Seattle. <laughs> so who, who, who cares? I, the one thing I've never done in my life is try a Chicago, a Chicago style pizza. Is it, am I, am I missing out? You are missing out 100%. Every, well, everybody thinks when you say Chicago style, they think deep dish, but there's two types of Chicago style pizza. Okay. So there's like a deep dish is like the huge, like super pie pie style where it's like the sauce on top and the cheese on the inside. That's great too, but like my favorite is the Chicago like tavern bar style where it's like cut in squares and 
Uh, it's fire. Just it's so like squares, almost like kind of uh, kind of like cafeteria style pizza. Not like that. More like I don't know. It's kind, it's like a thin crust style. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like it's kind of it's kind of like New York, but but square. Taste wise, no, but like crust wise, yeah. Yeah, like so here, like there's one place. You can get a Chicago style pizza and I'm and people always test it and they're like, this is like this is like if almost comparable to Pizza Hut trying to do a Chicago style <laughs> pizza. Like uh the a lot a lot of a lot of the West Coast does like tries to emulate the New York style pizza like a hundred percent. Like you go you go up to Capitol Hill, it's literally just like New York, New York, New York. But I'm also some, but I'm also vegan, so I don't know what a fucking vegan Chicago style would be like. It's really easy. Yeah. To, it's really <laughs> easy to do a vegan New York style because it's literally just a gigantic fucking slice of of pizza, thin pizza with you can put some vegan cheese on it and it yeah it, it works like literally you can do like anything with it like. Like for vegan, you could just like put vegan mac and cheese like on top of the and call it pizza. <laughs> and, true. But that's one thing because I've always I've worked at and I was like the idea of it. I was like that looks fucking fucking great because I'm like <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like the way like the show goes like you're getting way way more for your money too because oh, like, yeah. you're paying like for a for a New York style you're paying like four or five like in Seattle you're paying like. Up to upwards to five dollars for a slice, and I'm like, and I'm like, for for the same price, you could get this, the, like the original Chicago style thick meaty. Looking yeah, exactly. Pizza. I'm like, that looks what that looks way fucking better. But we're not here to talk about pizza. We're here to talk about <laughs> hardcore. You do vocals in in Karma. Karma um, put out a. It was an EP on fat on flat spot record. Would you call it EP LP? Yeah, like it's like an EP, like a seven inch. Basically, yeah, it's a it's it was, it's a seven inch, but all all banger heavy fucking um, beat down style um, songs. Uh, how long have you guys been doing? Um, you guys have you guys have been doing uh, at least in my what I've been seeing. And for releases for the last about four or five years, but when did yeah, you guys that, yeah. start? I think it was end of 2015. I want to say I, that that sounds right. I don't know. Oh, that sounds about right because I think I saw your first like material pop up roughly like early to mid um, like 2016. Like see, yeah. like see the name a little bit more um, heavy like. End of end of end of sixteen, into seventeen, and you were putting were you you were putting that stuff out just you guys, like yeah, fire, correct, yeah. Uh, Most dangerous game was the first thing we did with the label, dude. Flat honestly, flat spot is a very quantity over qual a quality over quantity, and the um, label from what I from what I see, like you know, some like the they. The last year, um, like right before 2019, they started like churning stuff out almost like in the same pace as Triple B was for a minute. And then they kind of slowed it down with the pandemic. And then 
just really obviously space things out. But uh, yeah. there's, I, I would say if you take time, if for anybody listening, if you take time to listen to everything that's put out on uh, Flat Spot, including uh, Most Dangerous Game, it's all really, really quality uh, releases. There's no, there's no like skip tracks on the yeah, on these sure. on these records. We have we have you guys, and then um, and then bugging bugging from the same area, yep. um, like like literally just a couple months um, after that. But like for for that whole like area, like in the last six months, I think there are only like three, like three or four releases. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing though. So it keeps you make sure that every release on the label gets like the right amount of attention from the label itself. No, I I'm not I no, I agree because well it's just like it's a it's a very weird it's a very weird time. It's like Oh yeah. Yeah, like people people are hesitant and then other people are telling you to fucking like release release your shit. Were you guys were you guys like hesitant to release? Or are you just like fucking just ready? Like the second you finished up, you you wanted to uh, you wanted to get get this out, or did you guys sit on this for a minute? So we recorded it in the the first week of January last year. So and it came out in November. So we kind of sat it under for a little bit. That was kind of half of it was like us trying to figure out what we we're gonna do with it. Then it, some of it was like covid messing with the vinyl plants and that like at first we were gonna do like september and then they're like oh yeah we can do that and then like a week later they go oh never mind it's gonna be november and i was like oh so that the vinyl plants were like killed by covid like that it was very backed up there that was one of the things that kind of made us hold off a little bit but besides that we just kind of figured since we had the record done all the artwork and everything done might as well put it out because who we like there was no time frame nobody knew what was going to happen so we just like if we sit on these songs for too long, then we'll just be sitting here doing nothing. So, well, I feel like December is always like, regardless of a global pandemic, it's, it's a slow time for, for releases because yeah. that's where, you know, all, all the music journalists or wannabe music journalists, <laughs> but, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, like myself, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blasting myself right now. Um, want to put it want to do want to highlight you know bands of the year like podcast radio shows up every everywhere in between so like i know the bands obviously uh and the industry and labels feel that too so usually it's it's a lot slower um to release to release stuff but uh i think it's always a fucking smart thing to do because like for me like who's who tries to pick out music like almost every week is as new um as new as possible uh like december is is rough uh yeah. I, I program for for a few different formats for for radio and like just trying just like send people sending in shit the e- the emails like they start they really really start to slow down so i think honestly for visibility in my opinion like having a cup for the bands for the few bands um who actually take the time to put out something like late november early december i think that's a really good time for 
especially for um, like a band your size. I think that's, I think that's, I think it's a really good time because no, because oh, yeah. not a lot of, not a lot of bigger bands will even try to attempt yeah. to do it, which gives you, I think a, a get, I always, I always, I always see, see it when people post, when uh, people release shit um, in that time frame. It, it makes it a hundred percent easier for me. I think that's a good point. Kind of also like with what you said, like, uh, like if it'd be like a podcast or radio show or like an article putting together at end of the year list, you also get that like recency bias where if it's close to the end of the year, it's like you kind of a shoe in to be on there. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, that just came out in six. So well, like and I, there's nothing else to come. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's not a, as much to compare it by yeah. because like, like uh, I we, I reverence Triple B, and I always do as far as like end of twenty nineteen of just like pushing out so many fucking records. Right, yeah. Right at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, do you like that record? And I'm like, well, I like that band, I like that song, but there's ten different records that came out right this second. Yeah, I can't t- I, I can't specifically tell you if I love this record i can't give you um uh, an honest an honest opinion um until i can really really like sit down with it and 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 also having um your record be an ep that makes it like that's beautiful like for song for song length um definitely well just because just because it's always like if you have like four or five banging songs and that's where and that's where you're either like stopped or you look at those three or four or five songs and like this is just super cohesive and the other batch of songs might be cohesive on something else. Yeah, exactly. I think that I I think that's that's the way to go. Don't um don't fix what's not broken. You just see those those songs and like these literally all flow together. The rest of this other stuff can go on the on the next record. That's exactly how I think about it too. It's kind of, I think formatting is important when it comes to like putting out a record because, like, like you said, it has to all be cohesive. And sometimes I think like bands will get in the mindset of they have to put out an LP and just like throw songs together. Like even if they're six songs, sometimes they don't fit together as well as they would on like a smaller release. Yeah. So going. Um going back uh to just like to the band just talking talking about the band a little bit um so going to 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 chicago um actually i'm gonna i'm gonna jump even i'm gonna jump i'm gonna jump to uh something a little more more uh just like personal like just uh how how are you how are you feeling as things as things are starting to change it's been one year since the since uh global pandemic um we're starting to see more and more um show flyers um pop up here and there we've seen um we've seen everybody has seen the furnace fest yeah um flyer every everywhere i don't think anybody who's not in in alt has seen it um the and just you you start to see stuff in your local in your uh in in local scenes like either like stuff that was even post dated for 
like September, November, some people are, are try are trying to go, uh, to gonna try to do stuff in the next like two months. How, how are you, how are you, how, how are you feeling? What do you, what's, what's your thoughts? Uh, for sure. Not the next two months. I won't be doing nothing. I, I think, I don't know. I don't, I feel like karma for, specifically won't be doing anything until it's like for sure safe to do so. Cause I don't want to play a hardcore show where people can't do anything. That's just boring to me. So like what I feel like once it's like for sure safe and like nobody's, I'm not, I don't want to be the reason that somebody gets put at risk for something. And like, I don't I, know. I just, yeah. Well, and it's also weird cause you live closer to some parts of the country where like you get closer and closer to the coast. Um, there's been some scenes that have tried to do that's tried to do shows, especially bands that are that are not exactly sonically uh, sound like you, but in in still in the more some heavy some heavier um, at least beatdown influence bands have um, have tried to do shows. Dude, there was a there was a fucking band um, I remember trying to do some shit that did it. I I remember it made its rounds last year. Like they tried to do shit in fucking April. And I'm like, I was like, dude. And I saw the, I saw the video of the show of people, of people like trying to mosh in the masks and like, yeah. And I'm like, and they're like pushing people to get to distance. I was like, but you're pushing them. You're touching them. What? And that, and that was, that was starting to when, like when people were starting to get really fed up and now it's been a whole fucking (laughs) year. And so that makes more sense to me. Like it doesn't, I mean, it makes more sense that you're, you're going to see some pushback from some, from some people who don't, who don't really like give a shit, but like, yeah. I'm sure the people who tried to fucking do, do a show in, in April of last year are going to fucking try to, are going to, are going to push to be doing shows in the next month or two if they can. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Because <laughs> we're currently, uh, the state of Washington is going to phase three in a couple weeks. Where are you, are okay. you guys have a phase system, or what? What are you guys technically at? It's gone like up and down so many times. I stopped paying attention. I've just been going to work and chilling at home. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it'll be, we'll be in like phase three, then we'll be in phase two, back to phase one, and or phase three again, and it's just. I don't know whatever phase that they're allowing people to eat inside, but then you can't. But like nothing else is really open. No, it's very confu- it's very confusing because that that's that that's the same thing that happened with with Seattle. Like I ne- I didn't I didn't fucking go out. I had no reason to. I didn't I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't want to. I'm this is I I like the fact that that now I have an excuse to be like I'm. I broadcast from my fucking bedroom. <laughs> so <laughs> so I'm like I'm like this is this is not um done the same things to me as it as it has done to a lot of people and I know there's like obviously a lot of younger um hardcore kids which those are the people that I'm like really wanting to like I feel bad for kid, kids who maybe have only got to go to one show or maybe like yeah. see bands like you guys like one time like I got to see um I believe it was the sanction and Vamakara tour right before the end of the, uh, right. Like literally a week before the shutdown. And there's yeah. a bunch of, there, there's a bunch of kids right out of high school and who are excited. And that always, that always makes me fucking excited as shit to see 
people I've never met and have no idea how they started coming to these shows and they're just like they're just like here and they're fucking ready and then a fucking global pandemic happens and yeah <laughs> no that's like that's like will 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 they will they return and there's some people who have like I've seen a lot of people all over the internet like like kids get into punk rock who have never been to a show and I'm like that's so wild that, to me that's uh, no yeah so uh, well they don't have even, even access there is a ton of people who are like who like it's just, it's just wild cuz I'm I guess I'm not at that age where I'm like the only thing that could be really different about me is I need to get on treadmill more and <laughs> I, need, I need to I need to I need to I need to um, just watch. I just need to just watch what I eat, and maybe that the the only change I feel like people would see me is maybe I I lose I lose some pounds or I gain some pounds. But there are some people who because you gotta think about how old are you? I'm twenty three. Twenty three. But still, with that, that's a that's a lot of you gotta think of even like five years ago how how rapidly like things like change yeah like for sure from being from being eight from being 18 to to 23 and just like how like six months like of just how you how you think will yeah, will change 100%. there's so many people who are like like i'll i'll see them i'll talk to some of my younger friends and they're like completely different people after after six months well, that's that's, that's true, with yeah. everyone. That's with everyone, man. Like I've seen, it's to go down that rabbit hole. Just like, just admit, that that might not even that. I feel like that's a younger thing with like personal development, but just like maybe with the way people think. Like I've seen people change. Like I've seen <laughs> I've seen a straight up dude go down the entire. Like who's like I've never hear, heard him talk about this shit before in my life. And then he went completely down the QAnon. Oh like, no! Pipeline. And I'm like, no, that's rough. And I've <laughs> I've even heard seen people in my life like start like because I have an autoimmune disease, and like I've never heard this in my life, never, never once. But this year, they're like, well, I think I think it's possible that that vaccines are the reason that you're that you don't have any hair. And I was like, so, so for full context, I have alopecia. I don't have it. I don't have any hair. But that shit happened because long, long time ago in the fifties, like a lot of birth defects, people used to smoke when they're pregnant, and yeah. that passed down to my mom, who passed it down, who passed it down to me. So that so, and I was like, not once ever. <laughs> Did 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 you got? I was like when I was dumbstruck when I heard That's the 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 vaccine like the vaccine talk. Like I was like, you have never once told me not to get a vaccine, <laughs> get vaccinated until tw- until twenty twenty, and you're telling me now that <laughs> vaccines are. I was like, I was like, I'm I'm just like holy shit. I'm like, how did, how we, how, how we fucking get here? How are we even, dude, how the fuck are we even going to be able to, to, 
to act and react at shows. How yeah, right. <laughs> how, how are people going to get integrated back into moshing? <laughs> it's going to be weird, man. It's like, this is for sure the longest I've ever went since I was like 13 years old and not to, to, to like, to not have gone to a show. Dude, it's wild. Like, are we, what, like I said, there's also going to be those kids that go, that go to show that are going to come to a, come to a show who haven't, no clue how to act or have or yeah. have seen um seen uh music in the culture through uh through the internet and and i and you're you're gonna see some old people try to fucking gatekeep the because they yeah. because they've spent the last year on facebook gatekeeping <laughs> punk rock and and telling me what telling people what is what is hardcore and what is punk rock and green day is not punk rock. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shut up. It's like, isn't there, there, I was like, isn't there something better? You, you can go on a walk. You can watch, dude, there's so, there's so much on fucking Hulu, but you choose to do this. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so many possibilities. But... There's so many possibilities. Yet the sexy, the same five people trying to gatekeep punk rock on these punk rock Facebook groups. <laughs> <Take that. laughs> That's anyway, that, that I told, I told you, we just, we just, uh, we kind of just, uh, vibe, um, on this show and just, we, we just kind of shoot the shit. So we go, wherever oh, yeah, we, we go wherever we got, we want to go. So let's just talk about what, what are some main things you like to write about? Or like, what do you, what are a couple of things that you uh, specifically highlighted for most dangerous game? For most dangerous game in general, it was just kind of like a collection of situations. Like my, my whole, whole writing process is just like taking what happens around me and then like turning it into words, basically like certain, like the last song in that is uh slaves to society. It's a song I wrote on our original first release arrival that we, I kind of rewrote for this. Cause it kind of felt just as relevant, just about like the, wealth divide in the country and just like the the different like the not the, the wealth divide the race divide like how divided everything is and the, how it's like very top heavy like all the money goes to the top and then everybody else is just left for scraps that's kind of one of the main things i wrote about on there and then i also write a lot about like police brutality and just like the the, the struggle of being black in america because i'm i'm half black and that's like one thing that i write about a lot and just most of it's just like things I'm feeling at the time or just seeing around me at the time. I kind of just absorb all that and put it out through lyrics. Oh, absolutely. Um, like some, sometimes I think that's like the easiest thing to do when for us, but like, I think a good thing to do, especially with like the writing, like writing process of not knowing how, not knowing how a song goes. Like I, I have, I have had the hardest time of just writing anything that's not in the moment you know like yeah. any, anything i did anything i do whether it's a review it's like it's got to be in the moment because i have i i don't know if i could sit there and do and make something that is just like one specific just um solid theme because i i have moments where i just fucking i have moments where i'm 
where I'm in that moment, and I if I yeah. don't fucking go, if I don't fucking write down, this is just for any project, or then I'm then I'm screwed. I have so <laughs> many, I think that's with any good idea, just ever whether I'm I'm making content or or wanting to write a song or even just wanting to do a project around the house, <laughs> like I'm like if you're not in that moment and not like being like okay. Slow down, looking at looking at this and like, or if you're really feeling a certain type of way about something, you gotta yeah. like, you just gotta um, fucking get it out and like, like it's it's obvious, like because so, yeah, it's I do um, it's it's rough because uh, I know like for what with this you know battle against police brutality like your specific area is used as a statistic weapon against you got against ever against everyone who tries to like advocate yeah. for black lives matter and it and how how is that how does that feel being on the ground level just because everybody uses your air like the opposition right right wing talking heads people try to use chicago and the crime as the as the main component in the yeah. main hedge in their argument i think it's easy for anybody that, that can look like <laughs> their favorite thing to do is look up a look up a very like a very like like a fact that's not really based in reality because like some things can be fact but they're not based in reality if that makes sense like they can look up that thing like oh well more people more white people or killed by police every year but like that's that doesn't take an account for that that the population of white people are in america is like higher so when you look at down put it put it down to like a statistic where you look about the the popular like the percent of, the, of the black population that's killed by police compared to that of the white population that's when the real truth comes out but they they ignore that part and then like it's just i think they well, all love to find the most yeah, like the biggest worthy. thing I've I've seen in debates is the black on black crime in Chicago, yeah. and try to use and try to use that, and it's it's interesting because when I think about it, it's just like it's just like any news media. If you highlight something, if you put something in the in the in the direct vision of a viewer, that it makes it more and more like like bigger than the it makes it a it makes it a huge a huge thing like it's not like police like like if you take away like what right-wing people like to do is they'll take away the police brutality not talk about it but they'll only focus on the that aspect and be like why aren't people getting mad about this i'm like you're you're not even getting i'm like shut the fuck up you're not even getting mad about this exactly you are literally using you are using it to, to make your argument. And I, I would like, I would like to even be like, I don't see a single fucking person focusing on, I don't know, right winger focusing on crime in Chicago right now. They only exactly. used it between the, t- between June and July. Because, and they use, they would use, well, same with the um, BLM protests in Seattle with, we had chop and everything they hyper focused on the on the uh, on the crime in Seattle, and I'm like, 
I'm sorry, motherfuckers, but this is nothing new. This crime that has happened in has been here. Like, yeah, there's some different faces out there. There's some new people, some start doing doing some shit around, but that doesn't just because the faces change does not mean anything anything is any different. There's always been like at the end of I work um, security in that in that area for multiple um, businesses, and at the end of the night, there's always shots fired in the park. This 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 person there's a break in here. It's like this is not fucking new. You are it's just it's very it's very fucking it's very fucking sad um, to see stuff get highlighted for somebody's personal gain. Yeah, that, that's what it always is. Um, and well, and that's the same with uh, same with just like the you know, peop- some people that you know just put like I live in a a very interesting area of Tacoma of Tacoma where there's a lot of um, you know white liberals who have who who have um, you know the BLM and stuff stuff in their yards, but it doesn't seem like they. Um, like they give a shit and yeah. I, I have, I have a social media where like some, some, uh, some, uh, dude was like, you know, he, a person of color was, was talking to me like he was scared to go to a certain area for a show and a liberal and a liberal was like, I think it was for like Birmingham or something or some, or something. Or, Cause they were talking about, we were talking about Frizz Fest and I was like, in this, this dude who called himself a dirty liberal um, said, told this dude to, to get the fuck over it. And it's because we are liberal and tolerant there. So, so, and I felt like that speaks so much louder than words. Cause I got to fucking, when I talk, I gotta, I gotta check myself when I'm to make sure I'm not fucking, you know, talking too much. Cause I'm like, uh, but like I've seen it so many times of of people of people around me the because I live in a, I live in a fucking liberal city of white libs trying to tell other people specifically minorities or people of color um, how to how how they how they should fucking feel about about a certain situation I'm like it's, I'm like yeah. I that's where I'm like. I get full like anti lib at that point because I'm like so I'm I'm so mad at the at the at the back to brunch crowd of the of yep. of liberals and I'm I'm surrounded um I'm surrounded by it here and I was just like I was like fuck man I he that I felt like that was the perfect example of a, of a of a typical just like mainstream, like boomer liberal of, yeah, that's, that's ju- it is. of we're tolerant. We're not racist. Get the fuck over it. I was like, that's like one step. That's like one step away from, from a, from a conservative. And I was yeah, like, exactly. That's, like, that's <laughs> so just like, like one little sidestep or that's just like, lib- I don't, I don't think you know what I don't, I don't think liberal means what you think it means. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's just like a lot of people do it for the optics instead of being actually caring about the cause. Oh yeah, it was very weird. Um, like do, like volunteering like at some of the protests and seeing like uh like young people that are like right out of high like, right out of high school from who got God knows who where like with like fresh merch from like like BLM merch like it was a like it was a fucking festival man it was people so, dressed yeah. up like it like had like makeup like the they looked like they had like festival makeup and get up going on and I was just like very very confused it's corny it's I was a- like what is that was like this makes no fucking sense like I'm I'm like this is this this ain't it. You should you should have stayed home and yeah. I don't know. Watch watch fucking Coachella on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're you're not you're not you're not helping shit, and you're you're the one who probably probably accidentally threw the fucking water bottle that got the the cops to start chasing people down the street. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> I'm just like, it's no, it's, it's fucking stressful. Like, cause now I know, um, I've had, I've had, I had a, a coworker that lived in Chicago for a while. and just like, who, tra- who tried to use the, who tried to use like the, he's not from Chicago. He's from Tacoma. He's like, he's like a traveling salesman and lived okay. in different areas. And was like, and he took a picture of Chicago like the first day, day uh, like after the after the uh, um, protests, and you know there was obviously some broken shit. They tried. He definitely tried to use use that that use like Chicago as his argument for why BLM is bad. <laughs> it's I there's just so much that like it's very people running around in circles trying to explain the like explain trying to find a way to explain their like side like especially on the opposite side like they'll use any type of negative like they use property damage to justify everything basically that's that's like their main thing like oh why why is it okay for you to break a window but like then they'll can be completely silent when it's about somebody's life being taken away but it, it goes to show where people's uh where they place their true value. Well, it's it's just very confusing because they they will they will say that an argument is not based in facts or in it's only based in emotion, and then they will use a, a they use pro- property damage as a hundred percent an emotional argument. Yeah, because <laughs> I've lost property too. I've had shit. I've had my car broken into. There's either for some and for some of these big cities. Target has fucking insurance, you motherfuckers. Exactly. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? Every single one of these big city places have, like, have insurance. That doesn't mean you should, especially like local or black owned. You should you shouldn't be breaking into those fucking places. And most of the time, it that's a fucking. If it if it is a specific place, these people. They literally think that these protesters are so fucking stupid that they're just like going like 
at it. It's not fun, and it's not fucking obviously either. Just somebody following, like, just just somebody who would have. It's either a somebody who would have probably broken into the building anyway because they and they're just following what's going on and being able yeah. to use that as a disguise. So just some you know normal occurrence but it just it was just happened in the middle of the protest or b it's a fucking cop that happened a lot straight up it's fucking straight up blue life energy yeah that happened a lot they got caught so many times but then they would ignore the videos of them getting caught doing it so it's (laughs) it's 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 draining and i there's still a lot of people have um you know there's a lot of people that that have uh, fucking gone back to brunch though, so yeah, it's yep. it's fucking it's fucking rough. Um, just so yeah, uh, heart goes out to everybody still fucking actually actually doing shit, talking about this shit. No, like who knew from the start that this nothing was gonna end anytime soon and never will. It's, yeah, it's, fucking, it's been until it's like until ever. <laughs> Yeah, until something really fucking um, crazy happens, and that fucking the 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 uh, back to brunch liberals in DC do not give two fucking f- shits about you. <laughs> yeah. it, they it's only a thing that they like to hop on as a trend, which is like the most annoying thing. Yo, st- I thought I was gonna get my stimmy two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's coming apparently they said like next week <laughs> Dude, we'll, we'll fucking see we'll fucking see man I, i'm just gonna be i'm just literally at this point like i don't if any if any of these guys are fucking pissed off that we're that we're using it to pay our bills and not buy not buy like because like everyone's like well you don't you guys don't need you guys don't need it because you're paying you're just paying bills it's like yeah, this is a fort. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck else are you? Do you th- expect me to to do with it? You want me to go spend it on shit and then get mad and then get mad that we and then have you and conservatives get mad that we spent it on shit?" I'm like, yep. "I live in a fucking two bedroom apartment. I'm not gonna fucking." <laughs> Ugh, I hate I hate these motherfuckers. Dude. I <laughs> so do I. But for sure, hate these motherfuckers. What is one thing that you? what is one thing you were extremely fucking excited about to what is one thing you completely miss about a live show experience? Just playing a set, man. It's been last show. We played was LDB fest in February, 2020. That was so a that good was, send off though, dude. That was like every, yeah, was anybody in like Ma, that was like all the fucking like biggest names and like heavy in like and heavy mosh music. Yeah, like at least in the United States, like that's the that was fucking insane to see. Like, I I would love to go to an LDB because that's I love that setup, man. Like, it's, it's so sick. I love LDB. It's my favorite fest to play. We've only we've played like, or it's my favorite fest to go to. Like in general, it's just I love Louisville City. Got so many friends there, and it's like it's convenient because it's only like six hours away from me. And like every year, it just gets better. Like we've we played the past three, four years, maybe four years, and it's just gotten better every year. 
Well, and it's, I feel like it's very uh, to to some of the best. Not knocking the West Coast, but like it's so central to like to like all the bands on the on the East Co- East Coast Midwest can yeah. easily get get there with a with a day with like day day and a half drive tops. Like and there, there was even some Cali bands on there too because uh, Drain played. Yeah, Drain, Drain was Drain was on there too, but Drain was was like they were already on that tour circuit like, yeah. prior to that, so that so that helped them. You know, they helped them get get out there. They had, I mean, they had their they had their record already coming out and shit. Yeah. So like that makes that makes a lot of sense. But like I saw that, I was like, fuck that that looks like. That looks like the fest to go to. Like I'm, I was like, yeah, I want to go. I was like, I I'm I'm like teetering between. Oh, I want to see all these new bands because I'm like, at this at this point in my life, I'm like, I could care, I could give two shits about nostalgia. I do like <laughs> I do like I do like looking up like like eighties demos and shit like that has not been that is not rarely heard. And I like, I like collecting that shit on YouTube and listen and listening to shit and talking about that shit. But like, as far as like my support and where I would want to buy merch and give and, and give my attention and my money to is to, and it is bands like you guys and bands oh, yeah. that are like all the whole flat spot, ro- current flat spot roster, all the people who played like, LDB, all those bands are my are what I want to support. But I also like am at the time like where I'm sure a, a lot of people got nostalgic over the um, over the quarantine of like looking at back at old shit or listening to some, yeah, I did that way too much. <laughs> listening to I I listen to a lot of old shit, um, but go like there's another there's a whole thing of like. Being, being on the west coast there's a lot of bands that never fucking make it out here yeah i'm just like i do want to go to uh, this hardcore just mainly because like there's so many bucket list bands that you can like literally cross off uh cross off that you can't that you couldn't cross off at like sound and fury yeah but, then, but at the same time like with ldb like that's straight up like that's all new blood yeah, it's it's like a very fun vibe too. I've been, I've been to this hardcore. Um, we played the after show last or whichever twenty nineteen, whichever the last one that happened twenty nineteen. We played an after show, but we only got to go to like the last day because we got on the after show very last minute. But I I went that that year and I went the year before, and it's fun. It's like a crate and it's like very, it's overwhelming because there's so much happening. It's just a huge venue, and like I think like about LDB is like it's very intimate and like everybody just seems like they're having fun, like a party. And it's just, I don't know. It has a different vibe. That's the only way I could describe it. Well, because it's, it's hard. Hardcore is a fucking, um, at, at its roots, it's a youth movement. So like, yeah. when you get that young energy of all those bands that are, you know, not straight up all like, 35 and up and or like have or bands that are even bands that are just continually always doing shit like yeah. bands that are that are always like I mean at this point t- 
Turnstile is a ten year band now. That's true. Which is which is what which is like wild to think, but they still like obviously heavily resonate with like with the with the youth. So like with with that um I think I think with that with that energy, like it's it's what kind of what hardcore is supposed to be. Not not knocking any of the other bands because like that's like some legend status and obviously you're there's a lot of people from it's it is cool seeing people from all like eras of hardcore come together and yeah i love that and um you know talk hang out but like if you're not supporting from like that ground level of where things are happening right now i think i think you're really you're really doing yourself a disservice like for uh, for hard for hardcore listening because there's just so much always happening like there's some there's some stuff um there's there's like some bands that it's happening so fast. It's happening as hardcore right now is happening as fast as meme culture, which is not <laughs> not okay with me. Like some there was a band um somebody get, showed me a band that played like LDB uh last year that had like a 2-3 year run and I had no idea they existed. Um the band uh, Transgression. Yeah. And I was just like I had no like I was like, I looked them up, like, I think it was like two, three weeks. So I was like, they already did. They already, bands like that, like, already, like, came and went. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Gloss from here in Olympia, they're, they have a huge influence. If you, if you are like, like, if you're a punk or hardcore listener, like, within the last, like, five, six years, you have, pro- and you like, like, real hardcore punk, you have listened to, uh, or heard of gloss and their influence is still huge net as big now as it was when they were running. And they're literally their main run was maybe a year and a half before they <laughs> broke up. Like yeah, it's they, crazy. They put out a demo and then let that demo ride for a while before they even really started playing shows and then played a string of shows and a tour in 2016. And then they got, they, Epitaph tried to sign them and then they're like, this is too, this was not the, the intention of the band and they broke up, but like their shit is still like, you go to hard, you go to Bandcamp on hardcore, like most bought record, like it's still there as like, it's still, it's still teeters in the top like 10. That's um, wild. Which is, it's crazy. Like just the, the influence of, Things ha things happen fast in life in in general, but like it's all about it's all about just having like that you know that staying power and just like Definitely. about it's all about just like you talked about writing your shit in the moment and that's write your you know writing your shit the shit you want to write yeah and writing that not doing it to either cater to a specific audience that's not you're not the not the person you're looking at right in the mirror yeah exactly 100 so, absolutely absolutely like so like so chicago chicago prior to prior to the pandemic um so so we got so like we have we have you guys we obviously like like how often like 
is like harm's way like considered like the top band in that gen in that in that specific area or what is like what's what is a a typical like what is what is the area really vibing on was vibing on pre-pandemic or um i'd say hard harm's way is definitely like the biggest chicago band that's currently still active um the my favorite chicago band ever is the killer they're great crazy band there they've been broken up for a while they're gonna play a show in 2020 they're gonna play the rumble you know the first time i got to see them because i was I like they played a show when i was like 14 that was like one of their last shows and I, did, I couldn't get a ride there <laughs> and they're gonna play a show last year and i was so excited and then it didn't happen because of covid but that, that's like one of the bands that if you think if you want to hear a chicago hardcore band that's like the my go-to they have a record called uh better judge than 12 by 12 and carried by six it's like one of my favorite records i actually referenced that uh the name of that record in the first line on, on the on most dangerous game <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely like because obviously there's tons of there's tons of like obviously like great um the great punk that has come out of that has come out of your area and that's like kind of some of this the stuff that has more um reached in my eyes like articles of faith is one of is is he is a huge band in my um that i reference for chicago as well as oh, yeah. um yeah obviously obviously harm's way is a is a is like is like basically legend status at at yeah. this point for for any for any type of like for any type of like real like heavy band and you have you have like race trader and uh, and just a ton a ton of others just like a very you have you have a very um there's not a there's not a always a specific a specific sound like when you when you go to like some of the top bands in chicago or just like even just like look at or just like look at them you have a very eclectic blend of of yeah. what's going on but like right now for like some of the newer stuff you have you guys you have um i fucking love um sector their like shit is, is like i just love all the sector does sector have a fucking a fucking pit bull on one of their things i i dude it's like a it's kind of like a, it's like a pit bull, yeah. On the like, I think it's their demo. I'm pretty sure, dude. There's so many bands that have like. My thing is when there's a pit bull on a fucking. I'm a sucker for any artwork. Like I usually like any band that has a, has pit bull a pit bull on their artwork. <laughs> like anytime I see those, like this is gonna be. Um. Yeah. No. Sector. Hundred percent does. That's why I was like, I looked at it. I was like, this is gonna be. This is gonna be um really fucking good i remember like them and then lead dream uh i don't know if you li- if you heard that band from uh, I have the area there. like they're very sonically similar and like came out at the same time right at the fucking like oh, no band. actually I, I have heard that band actually i think we played with them and when last time we played cali i think either that or some of the guys in that band were in a different band that played that show dude and well when it comes to like the uh bay area like it's 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 similar to um at least Seattle and probably some other scenes where like everybody everybody's fucking interchangeable out there. Yeah. 
when it comes to bands, I some people like referencing back to like Olympia. Some people like I never try to call somebody a Olympia or a Seattle band when they're like in kind of like the the more like punk scene where there's punk houses and shit like that because like it I was like it just depends on the day of the week, dude. One day some of these motherfuckers are living in Seattle. The next they're living in Olympia. I don't know. I'm not going to call them that. I'll, if they have their if they have their exact location on the thing, that that's what I'm going by. But I'm not gonna, like if they don't have it. Like there's people who just like travel back and forth between cities and yeah. will not claim a fucking will not claim a fucking city. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, you're you're from you're from Washington, or you're just from the state. I don't give a fuck now. <laughs> like, but no, so, um, sector is really fucking dope. Is there who, who else is like some of your, some of your favorite, like contemporaries from the, from the area of like, just in that, in that lane of new, of, of bands that have been active, um, these last few years, like yourself, sector bugging. MH chaos for sure. That's my favorite Chicago band. Currently. Oh fuck. MH chaos. Yes. I, <laughs> Yes, I've I've those fucking vocals are insane. Yeah, the, in, he's on, nuts. on that is some serious like like unhit like unhinged <laughs> style style fucking neglect style yeah. fucking like that's the closest to like like an actual kind of like neglect worship band that i would that i that i can think of definitely I, that's i love his vocals that's where he had he's on um guilty by association on our on most Andrews game but yeah that's so it's so it's like i would say like the most contemporary is like i feel like there there's a there's a lot of mosh on the horizon for um for chicago because that's a there's a lot of stuff a lot of a lot of bands that like most of those bands like maybe only got a year year in maybe a couple shows before yeah like on like you guys had a few you guys had a few years but but everybody else has had maybe has had limited time i don't bugging out's like been bugging um previously bugging out was like what maybe a year or two yeah definitely i so so yeah, like lots of lots of fucking new blood and new mosh and like so fuck yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm I'm very unfamiliar with like Chicago in the sense of just like like the only the only time some people tried to like put me onto Chicago was like trying to like think I think they had uh they had tough love there for a little while, right? in chicago oh uh, yeah yeah and i'm just just like that's not it's um not my vibe of the old yeah, that's just, we'll, we'll put it we'll put it i'm not trying this is I'm, I'm gonna agree with that for sure for I'm sure like, <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i'll put i'm putting personal beef aside it ain't my it ain't my vibe and um that was like where the the point of like oh chicago is a very hard and violent scene. And I was like, I looked at it as like, this is one, only one way of looking at it. So like, 
what are, what are your is what are your uh, thoughts on on Chicago? Is it that or do people on the outside looking in see um, say that this that Chicago is crazy or is Chicago just whatever? Um, I don't know. That scene you're talking about is like separate from the main Chicago scene, and that it doesn't really exist anymore. Thank God. Here, but yeah, they, sorry, uh, sorry, I'm not trying to be. Nah, I, <laughs> yeah, it's separate, but like. Oh my God. Um, the, the regular Chicago scene. I don't know. It's there's it could get wild. The shows get wild for sure. It's um, I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to, to like describe because like I've been around for like I've been going to the shows in Chicago since I was like seventeen. Well, like I started going to like shows like in the suburbs when I was like fourteen. But they, most of the shows in Chicago proper were age restricted, restricted. So it was like seventeen and up. So I started going to like actual like the hardcore shows in the city when I was like 17. So I've been going to them for like like six years now. So it's kind of hard to really give perspective on it because like it's always been like the same to me. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never been to a place where they've done age, age restricted to 17. Is that, a, yeah, is that like a Chicago thing or is that? I have no idea why it was. I, I don't know. <laughs> I've always wondered that too. It's really weird. I've never, I've never, I've never seen like that would have been very weird like to be fair i didn't start going to shows until i was 16 so i would have only had like a year for that like 17 age restriction because i i wasn't able to do go shows until i could like physically drive or have people drive me so um but that would that would have been that's very that's a very interesting like concept i've never i've never seen the only the only vibe that's been weird was like those those like five waiting years of of wanting to just be able to go to a a big fucking venue and get uh and get a wristband and so (laughs) so i could actually get so i could actually get fresh air or put or put shit in the car like i remember just like me like me and my friends like fantasizing about like not not being one time i played with throwdown and i wasn't able to fucking i wasn't i was like i was dead because i wasn't able to leave i wasn't able to go get (laughs) i wasn't able to go get food except the fucking in in venue like gas station style hot dogs oh that's rough (laughs) i'm like that was like i was like dying like my gut my gut was like seriously like hating me at the time and <laughs> i was i was just like what like it was one of those type of festivals where it's like started at 1 p.m and throwdowns playing at midnight Jeez. <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> so I'm like i don't i don't miss that but a 17 a 17 year age restriction makes no fucking sense to me I think it was like a curfew thing. I, I get. I don't. I don't know what it they was. They did that. They did that one year. So rain. We had Rainfest here in um, yeah twenty ten. Uh, Disembodied played at the end of the fest, like at roughly like like past midnight. Like yeah. it was just. It was just not timed well. And normally, like our part of Tacoma doesn't get like super policed well, but for some reason. We had cop. We had like cops crawling around the venue, 
like giving people jaywalking tickets and we had people what like we had a lot of canadian bands that year and they were trying to like literally people like try to straight up ask for papers and try to deport fucking people for crossing wow. the street and it was the most whack thing i've ever seen in my life that was the one time i ever saw an age restriction of their like people under 20 luckily i was like i was like just 21 so i was like i was i was good but like after yeah. like everybody else everybody else like my friends who are just like barely like literally had to had to be like like at, like told to leave the venue that's and insane people fucking fucking pissed because there's a lot of my friends who are like 18 19 who were like wanted to see fucking who were like only came to see disembodied damn it was like <laughs> Like disembodied playing in playing in uh, playing in Seattle of all places is not a is not a normal uh, was not a normal occurrence and has yeah. has never been. But that's crazy. Anyways, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk to me. Anything else you want to uh, people know about uh, most dangerous game? Um, been out on flat spot. Uh, for a couple for a couple months now how are you feeling about it it's feeling good like obviously it's hard to really gauge without shows but like from everything online and like just the reception and like the numbers and all that it seems like everybody's really loving it and i'm proud of the record so I'm glad people like it no it's it's a very it's a very fucking um competent heavy uh hardcore record i'm i really really um I love the vocals uh, that you're channeling um, through the through this uh, record. Um, I think oh, yeah. this was this was the first time I think that I fully sat down and listened to um, all all your music these last uh, I would say these last like four or five months and okay. listening to listening to Most Dangerous Game. Um, like I said, uh, Flat Spot does it fucking good. You yeah, they they. They have a good. They have a, a very good selection, and I'm like, I'm very, I'm very particular because there's like and we've talked about it. There's a, at times there is a saturation of, of lots of hardcore bands. So it's like, yeah, it's very nice to like you guys are pleasant. I I, I think when I do when I do my listening, I can I can I I'm very confident and in, in my choice when I'm like listening. To something on flat spot that it's going to be that it's going to be a uh quality record because we got like you guys and and typecast and yep. and one of my fucking favorite honestly end it is one of my favorite fucking bands like, yeah that record they put out is insane it's so con- good. dude i that's by far like one of my favorite bands in like in general like of, of like new bands in the last couple of years i would fucking kill um to see to see end it and akil like fucking go go ham like yeah um, kill rules yeah no the the that music is just it's for it's fucking killer and yeah just uh good good fucking shit man Hell yeah, i appreciate, appreciate it <laughs> yeah i appreciate uh appreciate you taking the time any any last uh any last things you want to say uh thank you for having me on uh like like we both said listen to most dangerous game is out on flash by records spotify itunes all that uh 
if you like wrestling, I got a podcast called The Go Home Show. It's on, on all that stuff too. Spotify, Apple Music, all that. And shout out to Flashbot Records. Shout oh, to, yeah. What kind of what kind of what what areas of like modern wrestling or yeah, like modern. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm more I'm more I'm more of an attitude uh, person, so I can't I can't <laughs> I've, I'm I'm stuck I'm stuck. That's so music. I'm stuck in nostalgia. I'm music. I'm music. I move forward. Some, but other move, uh, versions of media. I'm I'm stuck. In, I'm stuck in nostalgia because I'll go. <laughs> I'll go back from like rest from like wrestling. Like, like I have friends who who uh, who do who uh, who are super into it. And it's like it's one of those things. It's like I never want to ever call my. It's like so with that. It's the same reason why I don't want to want to call myself like either a death metal or a black metal fan. I like, like, I like records. I love, yeah, I love carcass. I love obituary. I love, I love, if you show give me to sit down and I love bolt thrower, sit me down. I don't want to call, say that I love this. That's like, definitely. that's like saying I love, um, I'm an anime Stan and I love Naruto and that's <laughs> it. It's that's, I feel like that's the equivalent Cause like, cause some, um, I also help, I've helped out at a lot of the like, de- um, defy wrestling shit out here in Seattle with like, uh, with, uh, Brody King and, yeah. and stuff like that. And that stuff's fucking, it's fucking cool. And also, also that shout out to that new God's hate. It's I ridiculous. I it's- haven't listened to the <laughs> whole, I haven't listened to the whole thing, but one i i know we're going back on some tangents but like <laughs> that was the first time i was like that was the first time on bandcamp like when god's hate put their first shit out in 2014 and i saw their shit uh, like their one single as a thousand dollars like <laughs> like when people you know how people do the nine nine nine, nine yeah. shit, i was like i thought that was real i was like i was like <laughs> <laughs> and one of my friends really was like should I should I should I throw a grand on this single? <laughs> I was like, that's hey, that's- had to have happened at some point. Somebody's had- <laughs> it's for sure somebody who did it just as a bit. <laughs> I want to know who who did it and then and then immediately ask for a fucking refund. <laughs> so it was. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or donate to my GoFundMe. <laughs> um, but. That's it. That's it's um, cool. Like I, like I did. I watched like WrestleMania to um, twenty nine, like twenty eighteen, and I was just like, "This is kind of obnoxious." I was yeah. like, "This is not what I'm saying." Like the, I was like, when the most entertaining thing I saw was like, was somewhat was Ronda Rousey. I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like. Uh, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm into anymore. <laughs> yeah, WWE is definitely like the 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 uh, least entertaining most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was just like, what? I was like, they they do just a, the those motherfuckers at the top do just as good at um at creating good good wrestling as they as they did running the country with Trump. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just like, that's, that shit's on the same. I feel like that shit goes parallel. <laughs> but anyways, thank you so much uh, for your time. Check out Most Dangerous Game. If you like fucking, if you like heavy hardcore, um, this is one of the, this is honestly one of the, the best EPs uh, that's come out in the last uh, six months for it. So check it out. And uh, thank you so much. Hell yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We'll be right back. You'll listen to Dead Air, Torres Hardcore Radio.